0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is the Least Convo Podcast. I'm Norman James, along with Mike Ajello. Happy late summer. Hope all is going well in your world, Mr. Ajello. What is going on, my brother?
1: Good afternoon, Norman. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I did see some photos of you eating a pickle pizza at mm-hmm. the CNE, and it's funny. I like pickles. I like pizza, but the combo—I I don't know. I don't think I could do it.
0: Uh, well, th- well, thanks for creeping my Instagram, by the way. Uh it was delicious. <laughs> it was delicious. I needed a big honking thing of ranch dressing to dip it into. Didn't have one. But I'll be back next year to explore Pickle Pizza Plus and rip through that food building. Going bankrupt in the process, but the CNE brings back a lot of memories for me and my childhood. Did I rekindle the memories? Did it feel like the old days in these new days? I think a little bit though. The streetcars are nowhere near as rickety and dangerous as they once were. Anyway, Mitch Marner still not signed up with the Maple Leafs. We're what, uh, less than a month away from the rookie camp and the tournament to follow and the training camp and preseason. Should we be uh, concerned about anything, Mike, or do we think that this guy will get signed up somewhere? I don't know, early November.
1: Uh, If I had to, I still believe that it's going to get done before the beginning of the regular season, but you've seen essentially a uh, sort of a, a raising of the temperature on both sides here, even though, you know, Kyle Dubas and Marner's camp have kept negotiations out of the press and done a pretty good job of that over the last few weeks. You've seen, You know, the parameters of potential offers leaking out, whether it be Chris Johnston uh, talking on the Tim and Sid show a few weeks ago or James Myrtle's piece in The Athletic, where they're talking about the parameters of a three-year deal or a six-year deal or a seven-year deal and how much money. And I think none of those figures, none of those reported figures holds the Marner camp in a particularly good light because – I think most people think that Marner's a great player and that he deserves to get paid. But when the Leafs are supposedly offering him 10 to 10 and a half million on a six or seven year deal, and he's not accepting it and the talk coming out that he wants to be paid at the same level as Tavares or Austin Matthews. I don't think that's good news for the Marner camp in terms of them winning the PR battle. And we saw this week, um, apparently came out from Rick Dollywall from Sportsnet, then confirmed by TSN's Darren Drager, uh, that Marner's agent is looking into him potentially going over to Switzerland and playing for the Zurich Lions at least practicing with them oh my god so so right and then so this is sort of an escalation they're they're, they're starting to play the uh the uh the William Neander playbook and Darren Ferris did this apparently with uh Athenasiu in Detroit a few years ago where he threatened to ha- he threatened to go to the KHL he never ended up doing it and he ended up signing with the Red Wings but that's sort of like a threat to the Leafs that, like, okay, well, we're, we're, your offer isn't good enough. So we're going to explore practicing. And, you know, I would assume the next, the next uh, step would be, well, we might sign in the Swiss league. Wow. And, you know, it's, I, I don't know that I'm just, I'm that hasn't been reported. I'm just saying, if he's going over there to practice, then it seems an awful long way to go to just skate around with the team. Um, he could do, he, he could probably do that with the London Knights and Mark Hunter if he wanted to, yeah. but he's going over to Switzerland, or at least it's, it's, that was floated. Now, mm-hmm. that the team came out and said that they haven't made a decision, which I think undercut Marner's camp a little bit, but it's gotten to that point where there's threats of him going someplace else to do things, and that's, that's not good.
0: This is the Leafs' combo, Mike D'Agello in Buffalo, Norman James in London. Speaking of London the knights and their kingdom have always been a haven for players who are warming up for the season uh recovering from injury waiting to get a contract i remember ryan o'reilly being a fixture at budweiser gardens uh when he and the avalanche couldn't come to terms ferris paul and mitch to an extent seem like a you know half a bunch of big babies and half biding their time, waiting for the Maple Leafs to, I don't know, open the door a little bit more, maybe open the the coffers a little bit more. It's interesting though, and ironic in a way, they want what Austin Matthews wants and are at least threatening to go play where Austin Matthews once played when Austin Matthews was 18. It's kind of pathetic, isn't it? Mitch Marner three, four years into his NHL career going to play where Austin Matthews played before he was drafted. I mean, the optics aren't great right now. They're not going to look much better if he actually does go to Europe and do this.
1: I I look at this as, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a leverage play, I believe. It's, you know, putting pressure on the leaps or at least a shot across the bow to say, well, this is an option for us. I don't think it's a realistic option. I don't think he's ever going to play in the Swiss League. He probably wouldn't make enough money, not even close to what he would make uh, in the NHL. And even if he made significant money, he, he would probably be spending a lot of that on insurance in case he got injured over there. I mean, it's a, it's a, whole, it's a whole escalation of things. But I, I think what this rumor illustrates is the fact that the offer sheet option is gone. Because he wouldn't be floating going to Switzerland to practice if there was a team out there willing to offer him a seven-year max deal on an offer sheet that he could use to apply pressure to the Leafs to get a contract. The Leafs know Mm. that there is no offer sheet coming. They know that Marner wants to play in Toronto. They're making him fair offers. They don't think that the Marner camp doesn't think they're they're good enough. So I think they're going to play this out as long as they can, uh, and hope that the the Leafs and Dubas break down. I just don't think the Leafs and Dubas will break down this time.
0: Mike, the threat of an offer sheet is slightly less exciting than trade deadline day in the NHL. It there's not there's not a lot there. What's we we saw this Canadians try to do it with Sebastian Ajo didn't work. It really doesn't amount to m- much more than bluster and you know, the creation of little bad blood, uh, a lot of questions from the local media. Really? What is it all about?
1: Really? There's no there, there when it comes to the offer sheet, the, the Aho offer sheet, from Montreal was pretty much a joke most managers think it was because it really wasn't a challenge for Carolina to match it. It didn't, didn't hold their feet to the fire at all. And unless a team gets a player like Marner locked up for seven years, where it makes it worth their while to give up four first round picks, they're not going to do it. And most of these RFAs, they want shorter term deals so they can have another contract uh, get in their mid twenties while they're still in their prime. So that's why until there's a new CBA and maybe some changes in the rules, it's not going to change. But the problem is, is, you know, these players, their only leverage is to deny their services and that seems to be the case with Marner right now. And who knows how long this is going to mm, last.
0: Justin Solnier on Twitter. How do you think the Gardner situation will play out one year? Is it an option?
1: I, I I doubt it simply because there are teams out there still looking for defensemen. Right now, everything is frozen because of these RFAs. There might be teams out there that want Jake Gardner, but they're basically looking to solidify some of their other signings or find out whether they can make other moves and then they and then you know Gardner's contract comes in, into effect. Um, There's been talk about him having a handshake deal with another team, Um, but that hasn't come to fruition and nothing is moving right now. I mean, the Colin White signing yesterday was the first RFA that sort of broke in the last few weeks. And, you know, he's, he wasn't one of the big names until one of the big names breaks. And then all the others start falling in, everything is frozen. So I think that includes, like Rasmus Ristolainen getting traded in Buffalo and Jake Gardner getting signed wherever, but I still don't think it's going to be in Toronto because Toronto will not have the cap space to sign Marner and keep Gardner. A <laughs> handshake deal. What is this?
0: Punch lack and Eddie Shack. What are they all oh, drinking? Whiskey. All right. Let's do a deal. One year, thirty-five grand. We're in.
1: Well, I mean, it doesn't offer a lot of security for a guy who had a back injury yeah. last year, and that might be a that might be a question of, you know, uh, the, one of the reasons why you know, teams haven't signed him up mm-hmm. yet. But I still think there's there's interest in him. It's just the question of how long and how much. And I I, I think it's going to end up like Cody Franzen did a few years ago, where he's going to end up getting a two year contract yeah. somewhere. Um, and, and, I don't and want to shit on money.
0: Gardner. Okay. We've reconciled our, our Gardner distrust and, um, you know, devaluation over the years. But if this guy is as good as his, uh, you know, his backers and his supporters have made him out to be, why is he not? Why wasn't he one of the marquee free agent signings? In July, why is he not on a team right now making outrageous amounts of money, copious amounts of cash? I know he's got some injury issues, but I don't understand if, if he were one of the marquee players in the league, one of the best defensemen in the league, as many have made him out to be. Why, why is he still mm-hmm. a free agent? And I'm not shitting on him, Mike. I'm just asking the question here, and obviously I know the answer.
1: I, I know they're two completely different type of players, and I keep going back to this comparison because Franzen was a slower defenseman, right-hand shot, um, You know, Gardner's a faster, uh, better skater, um, left-hand shot. There are a lot of differences between the two, but the one thing they have in common is they're both analytics darlings. And the one thing they have in common is when they hit unrestricted free agency by some miracle, they didn't get signed for a while. And that either says, well, that not everybody in the league is still buying into analytics or the general managers in this league recognize that they're not, they're not as good as the, they've been sold as by that particular community. I think Gardner is a fine offensive defenseman defensively at age 29. He's a train Mm -hmm. wreck. He always will be. I haven't seen one improvement in his defensive game in the last few years. If he, if he was improved, I think the Leafs would have signed him to an extension. Mm -hmm. They didn't, they've moved on. He's not, when you look at
0: a player one way and you create a narrative, I mean, you can push that narrative any way you want and you can, You can generate a followership for that narrative, as we've seen over the years with particular players and the way, you know, certain criteria is parroted and repeated and, and, um, you know, echoed through the echo chamber that is social media. It's the same thing over and over again. You know, it's with Nylander. He he scored three, again, three even strength points in the playoffs and was one point better than Marner. And then everybody starts pushing that as if that means anything but that's essentially what happens with these guys who are um you know used by a particular crowd um to you know to push their own beliefs and that's that's fine but at the end of the day the chickens come home to roost and it never works out for that community ever it's just unfortunate because what happens is these guys get a bad name in the process and it's it's or you know they develop a bit of a, a characteristic in the process that's unfair to them a few more minutes michael and then uh, i'll let you continue on with your summer and then you and i will really ramp it up in september want to thank all of uh, the converts and uh, the hate listeners and whomever who uh, continue to come back to listen to what mike and i have to talk about it means a lot to us and as you know we are uh Men of our word, we will be back uh, with uh, bells on uh, once the season really kicks into high gear. And hopefully number 16 is signed up by then, but I'm not holding out any hope. Uh, Matt Marnerwatch, I think we answered that for him. Uh, Also, we have a question here. Uh, Last idea, do you see the Leafs inviting any D uh, to a PTO? uh, Or are they content with what they have? You know, Mike, you talked about Dan Girardi potentially getting scooped up by some team and, you know, getting an opportunity, a bit of a tryout, um, you know, when push comes to shove, but don't the Leafs have enough defensemen now? Can't, can't we just start to focus on who they have, who they've signed, who they've traded for. And then obviously there are guys in the, in the minors who want to get a crack at this too. It feels like, you know, there's a, a glut of defensemen, maybe nobody who stands out like Bobby or, but let's give some of these guys a crack without having to, crowd the situation any further
1: well I I think you can do both especially with a PTO I mean the thing is if you don't make a move on one and then you realize that the defense that you have is not good enough you know remember Travis Dermott will probably be out till November they're very you know Kyle Dubas has made comments about very being very high on Lillia and Sandy and possibly making the jump to the NHL but if they're you know if they think that they need a little more time then your options are, you know, Martin Morinson, Ben Harper, uh, Kevin Gravel. It's not exactly the cavalcade of uh, of quality defensemen, and that's why, like, it, you know, t- today uh, Andrew McDonald, former Flyer, was given a PTO by Calgary. Uh, Calgary lost one of their top defensive prospects to an ACL injury, uh, Yusuf Alamaki, and they bought out Michael Stone, so they brought in McDonald as sort of a stopgap in case. You know he plays well, and some of their other kids aren't ready. They can sign him to a one-year contract. I think the Leafs can do that. As to whether they will, uh, I mean, Girardi is out there, Ben Lovejoy is out there, Dion Phaneuf is still out there. Maybe these are these guys are not, you know, they're not good enough to do it anymore. But I think there's no harm in looking. And if any of them are willing to take a PTO and try to earn a job, I, I think it's worth. Yeah, I would think it's worth the
0: while. Does Dion Phaneuf find employment before the exalted, the legendary Jake Gardner? I mean, how would that be possible?
1: It's, I mean, it's tough because there hasn't been, there hasn't been a peep about Dion since the buyout, and you would think that a name so prominent as, as his would have gotten snapped up by some team that is just looking for, uh, you know, bottom pairing insurance. But it may be the case that Phaneuf is he's content with his career being over with. You don't know. I mean, we don't know the scenario. It's got to be a particular situation for him where he thinks he has an opportunity to earn a job. Um, I'm anxious to see whether he, he gets invited anywhere because if it's like, if it's like his hometown of Edmonton or, you know, uh, you know, uh, Tampa Bay was possible until they signed Shattenkirk. I thought that there was a possibility of him getting signed to a PTO. I I don't think that it'll go well if he tries Toronto. I don't think that is an avenue that will work. Although Babcock liked him when he was here, so I thought, you know, maybe there's a chance they would go down that road. But I'm starting to think that's not the case. Why is it that I have a pathos
0: and a sympathy for Dion Phaneuf? that is not there for other players who probably deserve it more what is it about this guy
1: Mm, I mean I think he was put into a scenario that he was no win for him they you know they traded for him from Calgary and immediately Burke and Ron Wilson put him into the captaincy which I think he would have benefited from not being captain Um, you know he gets the big contract and nobody's going to turn down seven million dollars a year when I don't really think he was a $7 million defenseman. That was Dave Nonis's fault. I mean, he was sort of a, 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 you know, a creature of circumstance, Uh, you know, and, and, you know, guys, guys like, you know, Phil Kessel, uh, he, I think FNUF took more of the brunt of the abuse than guys like Kessel or James Reimer. And I think, you know, those guys deserved as much or more of the abuse and the blame for the failings of that team than FNUF did but you know he's a flawed player he never turned out to be you know the next Scott Stevens as he was billed to be when he scored 20 goals with Calgary so mm. you know but in, in, but in terms of in terms of like if there's anything left there in terms of bringing him in as a bottom pairing guy or, you know, if not, if the Leafs, if, if it's another team, you would think that there's there's something left in the tank at age 34, but maybe the league has changed so much and the speed has become so much of a factor that he, he can't play anymore. But we'll see if somebody extends him that PTO.
0: Yeah, we were bringing up Phil Kessel when I was in Toronto the other day. We were on the streetcar on Queen, the 501, and just – West of Bathurst, there's Phil Kessel crossing the street. And hmm. I know hot dogs, hot dogs. He looked really slim. It looked good. He was wearing a uh, white Under Armour hat. And my wife's like, how do you know this Phil Kessel? I was like, I'm a hockey guy. I'm a sports guy. You know, I did sports casting for 20 years. It's in my blood. It'll always be. I know people when I see them. It was Phil Kessel crossing the street. Um, he wasn't crossing at the light. So kids... You know, Phil Kessel might be a superhero to you, but he's breaking the law. He's, j- he was- he's a jaywalker. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, and she's like, why is he in Toronto? I, was like, I don't know. It's one of the biggest cities in North America. Lots going on. I mean, he played here forever. There's training. There's all kinds of stuff happening. Good for him, you know. Uh, uh, but it was just Lots weird. It's like a, a million, all these people in this area. It's crowded. It, you know, it's uh, rush hour and stuff. And there's Phil Kessel crossing the street. Who knows? But uh, any last words uh, from you, Mr. A, before we wrap?
1: Well, it's it's just going to be interesting to see over the next few weeks because, like I said, we have uh, – I believe it's September 8th or 9th that the rookie tournament in Traverse City begins, and usually no news happens uh, during that that's affecting the team. But before training camp, which I believe is on the 14th, to see how many of these RFAs start coming in and whether that affects uh, the Marner situation. Um, I hope for all Lee fans, because they've been living through this the entire summer, that it doesn't last into training camp and into the regular season. But I'm fearful that it might.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks again to all of our listeners. We have a new round of shirts going out to our Patreon patrons. A few that are still left to be sent, but uh, they will be. We're just changing our shirt provider. Uh, in the meantime, if you throw a couple dollars at us on Patreon, uh, you get yourself a free Leafs Combo shirt. I'm looking forward to sending those out. I'm also looking forward to many podcasts in the future. My friend, Mr. Angelo, Western New York at this time of year is just like Western New York any other time of year. You enjoy it, and I'll enjoy London. Thanks. And there's really not much more to say about that. Talk to you soon, buddy. (laughs) Thanks, Norman.